Like a lady can't go through a plate glass window and go to bed with you five seconds later. But guys can have head-on collisions with Greyhound buses in disaster areas. Everybody's laying dead on the highway. Not only the hospital and the ambulance, the guy makes play for the nurse. Uh, howdy, Who that call my name? Oh, uh, 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 hello, Uncle Remus. Appears to me that you was in a powerful bad mood to go to the party. I ain't going to no party, because I ain't going to be here. I'm going to leave this old place. You mean you leaving your old briar patch? <laughs> oh, shit, here we go. It's on. Race war. Race war. Race war. Race war's on, everybody. It's going down. Shit is going down. <laughs> Welcome to Last Minute Earth. My name is Lex Sherg. As always, I flank Ben Ralston. Stick around for Matt. This is a long one, Matt. Stick around for this. Matt took Madonna up on her offer to blow anybody who voted for Hillary. Due to scheduling conflicts, he settled for a finger up the ass from one of her Moroccan backup boy dancers. The joke's on Madonna because a California vote for Hillary means nothing at this point, except that Matt now has finger aids. <laughs> that was worth it. That was good. This show is sponsored by men who like to bring their buddies along to have sex with their lady friends. Never has been being so obviously gay been so manly. Guys in the male, 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 female relations, look who's balling now. Uh, that Derek Rose, man, he got off, by the way. You, uh, I know that you and I differed on what he should have done. He got off completely. Did you see the photos he took with the jurors after the case was over? The jurors who didn't know who he was. It's yeah. like, when's the last time you asked someone to take a photo that you didn't know who they were? And he seemed real psyched about it. Yeah, when's the last time there was a 30-year-old guy who didn't know who Derek Rose was? By the way, I mean, there's maybe there's a few percent of the population, and they also just sat through a two-week trial talking about who he was. Yeah. So how you say you don't know, <laughs> don't know who he was. You're obviously going to Google some stuff, but don't they tell you not to do that? But yeah, like, they, who would not do that, really? They don't, I think you and I both agree that women had no case. They had no real rape If case. I was on a jury, I would just Google everything. I would inform myself, like, wait, what did they not allow? Okay, let me, I'm going to read all that shit. I would look at all that shit. So here's a, if there's a rape trial and the police say there's no case here, and you still sue civilly, how many of those cases actually win? I mean, they're... The police found no evidence. Was I don't know. I would I would guess more than you would think. Although I think the jury had to be unanimous, right? Uh, yeah, but it's the, the level of evidence. No, is no, lower. no. It's actually the the majority of the jury. I, I think. think in California is it is unanimous, but it is only fifty one percent of the evidence has to weigh. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And so, like in the I mean, the OJ case, it made sense because he was clearly everyone knew he was clearly criminally guilty, but because of demographic reasons, he would let off. So the civil case won very easily. So I think people feel like that was the case. But in a, in a rape case and the police go, we've investigated, we see no evidence of rape, you're not going to win much in civil trial. Especially not when the jury wants to take photos with the guy who was, who's, been, who's being accused. And this woman's obviously, like her friends all from work all turned on her very quickly. Here's where I think we're missing something here. She's still Jane Doe, even though everyone knows her name. I think it's Stephanie Los Rios. Uh, when does she get oh, shamed? Is that, is that a real name? Because that's a porn name, by the way. Uh, it just sounds like a porn name. I was I a real porn. I think it's a real name. I think she's Mexican. Um, when does someone go? Uh, hey, it seems like no one believes you. Maybe you were a fucking liar, or no? Uh, you mean by publishing by the newspapers refusing to publish her name? No, I'm just saying. Like, I just think it should be acknowledged that she, she probably lied. It wasn't. It, you know, the story was like Derek Rose was acquitted. The jury didn't believe. No one said. Uh, well, because, you know, she's well, not I think believable she's going or back. trustworthy. I, th- I think she worked at, like, a realty company as, like, an assistant, whatever, secretary at a realty company. That's where all the depositions came from, from her friends. I'm guessing that people at the realty company who are guys 
are taking her back anyhow because she seems pretty loose. <laughs> she seems pretty loose. <laughs> I mean, knowing what you know about her now is that she likes to wear a sex belt to have sex with three guys. What are your? I odds? think she keeps. I think she keeps her job because when you she was obviously banking on that twenty one million to never work again, right? Yes. And so, what do you think she did? You know, it's three in the afternoon. They deliver the verdict. Hey, you get nothing. Do you think she went and drank and, and got laid and like just tried to get fucked to forget about it? Or uh, I think she probably just went back to work. I think for these, I, there's a certain. I would love to do like one thing. I'd love to see is an in-depth story about the women, like the, the basketball women, the sports women, these women who fuck all the guys in, in the NBA, yeah. and what they well, like what their psychology is. You know, like what they're really. I mean, they're, they're doing it for money, and they get there's some there's some swag to it, and having who you're who you're boning and stuff like that. And clearly, you get gifts and jewelry and money and stuff like that. Apartments. But beyond that, what is the psychology of those women who like actually do they think they're going to marry these guys, or do they just are they super practical women who just are in it for like a short term bank? I, and- I think they're practical and they they understand that they're incredibly lazy because you're you're fucking that guy for a night and then you know he goes to practice goes to another city and you're just sitting in this apartment farting around eating cereal in sweatpants and watching TV and I think that's what they aim to do like that's what they consider like a good life that sounds pretty awesome by the way I don't know it's not for me outside of Dick Dick from Derek Rose's two buddies that sounds pretty good when he's on the road he actually flew this woman around to different cities where he would be Mm -hmm. while his boys would fly her around to make sure she was in the cities he was in so, by the way, that sounds like an even better life if you if you can if you can afford that. I don't think at that point she thought they were going to get married. Probably. That's right. I think, well, or at least she's going to get a big payday of some kind, right? She's going to get there's some there's some pot of gold at the end of this fucking. He must like her enough that he's flying her around and also fucking her with his two best friends. <laughs> so that's really how you express. On that happy note, on to the show. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Man Podcast. Uh, speaking of things you can't say in public anymore, uh, you had a story this week about Trump Jr., Donnie. Think he goes by Donnie? He does? Yes, he oh, does. God. He goes by Donnie. I don't care how awesome. He seems like a reasonably intelligent guy. He's very well-spoken, actually, in public and stuff like that. I don't care how far any of that goes in terms of your actual real intelligence. If you're called Donnie... And your dad, and you're working for your dad's business. You're always going to be a fucking chump. You're a chump. Well, how does he? I honestly don't know this. When guys have that weird '50s style Casablanca grease ball hair, yeah. The, the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the oil they put in the hair. The what the bag. fuck is it? Castor oil? No, there's some. There's when well, the old days it used to be. Yeah, it was basically motor oil kind of thing. They put it in like in a hair gel for men. I don't think it was motor oil. No, it was petroleum. <laughs> it was a petroleum product. Oh, it was like, like Vaseline. Yeah, it was just well, yeah, made from petroleum. It made from well, the same shit. But they put in their hair pomade. That's what you call it. Pomade, right? Yeah, right. and uh, yeah. Why do they do that? I don't know. I think you just it's saw like you're like, in New York in the summer. You're just sweating oil. Like you go to the gym. It just first of all, you look disgusting. So there's that. I just don't get the benefit. They do all have good look. They seem to have good looking wives. So I'll give them that, and then whatever else it is. But I think if you grow up in a mansion, life is a little different for you. If you grew up around an old school New York mansion, like in the Hamptons or shit, you probably do put pomade I'm in I'm just hair. with you on the Donnie thing. I'm, yes. I'm putting the pomade in that same category. Yes. So Donnie was, uh, he came out. If anyone's been at Howard Stern now, and especially the Trump families now, they're pulling tapes on these guys. And Trump Jr., Donnie Trump Jr., was basically lamenting the fact that you really can't make jokes about anything anymore. You can't be politically incorrect. And he was attacked, essentially, for <laughs> attacked for saying you can't make jokes about people anymore. And, but... As much as we hate, we don't like Trump, and we probably don't like Trump Jr. All stuff like that. Doesn't he have a valid point in that? So much as you really can't say shit anymore. That's the least bit politically incorrect, meaning original, funny, or interesting. Yeah, I mean, CNN did a little piece on him that was like, 
you know, like, oh, Donald Trump Jr., also a bigot. And, and he's he, he might be, but the stuff that they called him out for, it was him saying, man, it sucks that you can't really say what you want. And they're like, look what he said. And it's like, no, that's that's why he's... That's what he's saying. Well, he, also, is, he said you can't make... I mean, one of his points was you can't make fat jokes anymore. They're like... He understands why he understands very progressively why you can't make racist jokes anymore, but now he's like making the point that fat jokes are now considered racist. Everything is lumped into this like horrible. Well, he was like, because fat people will complain about it, so yeah, it's but not also, worth but, it. But they're also a protected class now, as it were. So I think we can agree that like you don't make. I mean, well, I mean, black comics make racist jokes, but white comics don't make racist <laughs> jokes anymore. Yeah. That, you know, there's some tinge to making a racist to making a racial joke that's not as funny as it was 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. But that now fat jokes, uh, gender fluidity, uh, whatever else your problem is, is now all lumped into the same immutable quality as if fat is immutable quality. And therefore, it's protected. And therefore, if you make fun of it, you're just a racist, sexist, horrible person. Right. And at the same time, the protected class, for the most part, is resembling sort of the rest of America in terms of being overweight. <laughs> yes. Probably the majority of people are overweight. Women, uh, again, you know, the majority of the population, not a minority. Um, and neither are fat people. So... I think that's all it is. It's just strength in numbers. Like, and I don't know what they're really going to do. They can say, oh, you're fat shaming. And I guess that's the end. I think his problem was just that he didn't have any jokes. So he was like, I want to go on the show. Yes. Like, do some jokes. But he's like, well, I don't really have any fat jokes. So I'll just say, man, are these fat people annoying? Can't make jokes about them. Yes. And then, like, uh, whoever, Opie or Anthony, started talking. And he's like, yeah, because they're, they're lazy, right? Like, he did a little jab. Right. He did a tiny jab in there. But on radio, you always get the guys that laugh at your, anything you say anyhow. <laughs> Because they're trying to laugh no matter what. I've been on those morning radio shows before, and no matter what you say, you could just say, "Hey, the sky's blue." They go, "Oh man, uh, so uncomfortable." You're killing me. Then a half second later, the girl in the background like laughs twice as hard. Yeah, the girl is just—it's like—is this person need to be put in a home? Like, what is she laughing? At? She's trained to giggle uncontrollably, and there's some guy knee slap. It doesn't matter what the hell you say. And I'll never understand why. Like, first of all, I'm never really in the mood for that kind of obnoxious entertainment with the rooster noises at, and shit. Fi- at five in the morning. The morning is the last time yes. that I want to hear that shit. I'll, I'll listen to fucking jazz in the morning. Like, just don't bother me. Yeah, it might be funny when you're drunk at 2 a.m., but waking <laughs> up with a hangover at 5 a.m. is not quite as funny. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the point you make was a really good point, which is that you can, fat is now a protected class because most people, only out of practicality, because most people in this country are fat. Black, you know, black as a, a racial things as a class, as being a protected class, came about when a majority of people actually sort of progressed socially and intellectually and realized that we shouldn't make fun of you know minorities. That was like white people deciding that, right? That was like yeah. a majority deciding that we need to treat the minority better. In this case, it's actually the majority just saying, let's just protect our fat asses. Right? It's a very convenient... These new protected classes are a very convenient protected class because it now is you. It's not you deciding to step up for somebody else. It's now you protecting your own self, your feelings, your future, whatever it is, your own feeling of yeah. self-worth. And like you said, it is like, you know, I'm not trying to be like white guy whining, but... Um, it's not that you can't make fun of fat people. You know, Ellen can probably make fun of fat people. Rosie O'Donnell. Um, really? When's the last time you? What's the last time that went to the material? Uh, Ellen had to apologize for her Hussein Bolt silly cartoon and claim that she didn't, and let everyone know that she didn't really think that white women should be allowed <laughs> to ride on the backs of black men to carry them to do their errands. Well, that's what I thought when I saw it. Yes. No, I just think it's like, well, if you're Donald Trump Jr. and Don, I think Donnie, Don, if you're Donnie, for good reason. You know, you're on sort of a short leash because you're just an asshole. Like, you're just a fucking douchebag already. So it's like, we're not going to give you too much the benefit of the doubt. Where I feel like if it was someone else, um, 
you can't say fat people are gross, whether or not it's true. I mean, a lot of them are. They they smell like uh, corn syrup. I think they're like secreting. <laughs> it's it's just, something about their endocrine system. Yeah, they're, they're just they're just fats. <laughs> they're metabolizing glucose in a certain way that they right. have this this uh, syrupy. Their triglycerides are just oozing through their pores. I believe that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> is that why dogs lick fat people a lot? They love to lick fat people. <laughs> it's just like a meal. I think so. I think a lot of them are alcoholics too, because. That probably adds a little bit of weight, but also, um, isn't isn't all this stuff like Trump? I mean, all this stuff is like this, a lot of stuff came from Opie and Anthony or Howard Stern or things like that. People go on these shows, and again, granted, like you said, you don't get much benefit for the doubt when you're Trump because you're an asshole to begin with. But people go on these shows, like Brian Williams would, would go on these shows. How, this is how he got in trouble, and just make up stories, exaggerate, hyperbolize because they want to sound interesting. And by the way, they're coaxed by show producers to do just that, right? Because you don't want to come on and tell real story, you know, real things that happen to you because you're not that interesting. Nobody that is. <laughs> so they tell you, don't you have anything crazy to say today? Right. And you're like, oh, didn't this crazy thing happen to you? And like, oh, yeah, it didn't really happen. They go, yeah, but go with it, go with it. And like Trump, you know, on a roll, fucking egomaniac. Anyhow, Howard Stern's pushing him on all the sex shit. So he starts responding about all the women he's fucked. The next thing you know, 10 years later, he got tapes out of you. You're being, yeah. called, a, you're being called a rapist. I mean, Brian Williams is like a shill who they hired because he wouldn't report anything real and didn't care and apparently still thought he was a, a legitimate journalist. Um, but I think there's going to be a point where there's, like you said, there's a few guys that are still sort of, I don't know, politically incorrect is the right word, but they say what they want and they don't really fear um, hate mail or anything. Like uh, Jim Norton, I think Opie... Uh, Corolla, whatever, a, a bunch of guys that yeah. aren't on terrestrial radio, which is dying probably for this very reason in part. Um, but I think there's going to be a point after Hillary's, you know, in office uh, that people are pressured to not do those shows because it's like you can't associate with Stern. Did you hear what he said about yeah. Group XYZ? You know, he said that Asians can't drive well. And it's like, so, if you, you know, now you're associated with that guy. Uh, by the way, that's true. I want to point that out. It's 100% true. It's not all Asians, though, because I think Indians are pretty good drivers. But, yeah, I think if you mean Chinese people, yeah, horrible, horrible I'm talking drivers. traditional Asians. I, I, I heard it has something to do with depth perception yeah. be, because of the... Um, the Nepalese, I think, are good drivers. But, yes, anyone from the billion two in China... Pretty, pretty shitty It's driver. cultural because being polite, I don't think Japanese are good drivers either because being like really polite makes you a bad driver in, in Los Angeles or a big city like New York. Um, but they, I think they grow up in a, it depends. If you don't grow up in a car culture, obviously you're going to be a worse driver to begin with because you're just not around cars your entire life like, like Americans are. Yeah. You grow up in a car. Your first thing you do is ride in a car on the way home from the hospital. You're on the back of a bicycle or a fucking moped or rickshaw or shit like that. Your whole life is about cars from the time you're born. And you're fucking fooling around with your buddies, and you're getting car into cars early, all that shit like that. I think that's part of it, but the other part, obviously, is because of those eyes. They just don't see. It's, very well. it's something to do with the way that roads are built, because some people's eyes, like that grew up in Europe, are built to like look over the horizon and like scan for fucking buffalo and elk and shit. And some people's eyes are more like spear fishing, you know, just. Um, yeah, no, I haven't read that in the. Is that in your, is that in your that KKK anthropological magazine? I think you really don't need to go to school. You really just have you kind of have it all down from your your newsletters. Let's go ahead and not fact check. That. Uh, yeah, so I agree. You can't. There's going to be at some point. There's going to be like twenty percent of the population, probably mostly guys who are just listening, watching, entertaining themselves with the most fucking politically incorrect shit and the other 80% of me is scared shitless to say or do anything that's the least bit amusing for fear of being labeled an offender it's just like yeah exactly like, and that's going to make society two things happen one is entertain, general entertainment media is going to become much more sanitized and boring mm-hmm. but it also becomes dishonest because then you have Hillary Clinton who is going to win uh, for various reasons but one of them is she just doesn't say anything 
she just speaks pablum, these like robotic lines where she doesn't say anything or do anything or possibly have a quote that could be used against her. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get in public life, basically, is corporate CEOs and political figures, even entertainers just saying, like, I'm watching everything I say now, so I'm going to tell you absolutely nothing. Yeah, so you have someone with a serious personality psychological disorder that, you know, those are the people now qualified for this job, and... And, you know, it, it reflects in, in some of the decisions they make, too. And, and all it's going to do is create this sort of... And by the way, it, it's just a push-and-pull situation, a rubber band. That's why Trump is popular. It's not because he's likable or because anyone knows what his policies are, who his supporters don't no. know what they are. Dottie likes him. Dottie it's Jr. because he's he's not playing the game. And it's, you know, culture's just going to go that way. Like, um porn's going to get really weird. I think it's why we have MMA fighting, because if you try and sterilize everything and everyone knows it's disingenuous, then, you know, guys still want to act out, and, and you know, it just gets weirder and It was weirder. like one of those Jean-Claude Van Damme blood sport, where, like, we're going to have a dystopian future, where, like, the big brother controls everything, and there's going to be these underground, like, nasty-ass blood fights. Yeah, that's what Fight Club was. Yeah. I mean, look, if you tell I kinda, me... I'm kind of looking forward to that future, by the way. Well, I don't know what side I feel I want like. More, I, I want weirder porn. I don't I want, want to fight anyone. No, I don't. But I'll watch. I like to watch them underground. I'll go stand fights. around and watch fights. Yeah. I yes. guess yeah. you can drink. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a great way to get pussy. Your mic's hard lemonade. No, you're not going to get pussy that way. Uh, <laughs> lesbians, lesbians will be there. Will be a lot of lesbians there, screaming, fucking drinking shit. I just don't. It's, it's a bad. It's a. I think it's a. I think the problem is what people don't understand is the connection between like allowing people to make you know. Uh, jokes that might hurt people's feelings is not that far away from politicians telling the truth. It's like, that stuff is all related. Yeah. Like, either you have a society where people can hear things and they react to them in a nuanced and, and, and intellectual way, or you have a society where people just want to be told exactly what they want to hear. It's all safe and sanitized. Yeah. And then, then everyone gets a dis- No one knows what the fuck's going on in society because the same people who tell, like, the racy jokes are the same people who tell you what's going on behind the scenes. Exactly. And, like, I'm willing to listen to anyone say anything, and most of the time I'll agree with them. And then it's like, oh, they want to split hairs because I said uh, illegal instead of undocumented. It's like, no, we think the same thing, but you're just locked into this fucking dogmatic thing. And it just makes me want to be like, you know what? Fuck you anyway. You know what? I don't even care about the fucking immigrants anymore because you're a fucking douchebag and you do. Like, if you tell a yeah. dude not to fucking do something, He's gonna do it. He's that's gonna that's go, just the way guys that have testosterone are built. He's gonna go kill himself, kill him some Mexicans. That's exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen. We're gonna have much more dead Mexicans. I agree with you. We uh, may be the last men on earth. Uh, this is I. I don't like the way society is headed, and I think it's it's getting worse and worse. It was weird because it seems like we had a sanitized society before the digital age, and the digital age was supposed to like open things up where everyone was free to speak their mind and people could interact, and it was this great time. And it seems like that is not happening. It seems like it's the like it's the opposite of that. Like the sanit- the sanitization of like content has become even greater than ever before. Yeah, it. I mean, it got weird in the fifties. I mean, it got weird with Reagan, but and and Bush to a degree. But it's getting. Uh, but it was it, in those days. It was obvious who was like trying people like to squelch people. They were like, like Jesus doesn't want us to do this. You're like, okay, they're religious nuts. I get it. They don't want any tits on TV. But now it's like weird. It's coming from like all different. It's coming from all different angles. Yeah, it's and essentially it's fucking... every sort of every side of the spectrum doesn't want the other side to be voicing an opinion. Yes, that's... Uh, be, and that's because and that's a product of Twitter. Because by the way, if someone doesn't agree with you, what do you do? Block them. I don't want to hear that shit. I got my people over on my side. Not to mention you're arguing in fucking 140 block text messages. Or quote where... them and retweet them, or out misquote them and retweet them, and get like a hashtag and get people to start. Mocking them or Twitter saying is like or, the shittiest thing ever. Yeah, it totally just lets idiots. Band what about together. your Twitter account? Is that the shittiest thing ever? 
uh, at Matthew Ralston. <laughs> Still only have like not that many. I I on the hip- hypocrisy note. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let me ask you. Uh, Lady DiCaprio this week was actually attacked. I've been attacking Lady DiCaprio for a while. Mostly, I have to admit because I'm completely jealous of his lifestyle, mm. which is that he actually, unlike all these other guys who get a lot of pussy and fuck models. He has actually done it the exact right way, I think, which is he never talks about it. You never almost see him even in photos with these women. He basically flies around the world. He does his shit. Then he like has yachts or mansions or hotel rooms, and he has Victoria's Secret models waiting for him, basically. How much out of the year is he shooting a, a movie, like working his job? Uh, I don't know. Three two, months? Two to three months, maybe. I so mean, a movie's, six, a movie's six weeks. They pr- I mean, The Revenant probably took like three or four or five months. Yeah. That's a lot of time, you know, do all that shit. But, you know, most, most of the year he's not working and he's doing his galas and he's doing his other things. But he's kept, he doesn't, you never see gossip about him and his girlfriends. You never see like them like fucking doing shit. It's always, he stays out. Of, he's a low, he's a low profile guy. And yet he's like bang, like 40 hot. He probably knows how to select the right chicks though. He probably stays away from the skeevy ones because he, he doesn't need them either. He can no. get quality People. He gets the right girls. He doesn't publicize. You never see him leaving like places with these girls. He doesn't take them, by the way, to like public events. He kind of does the whole. He's. I mean, I admire despite him. despite them strongly hinting at it. Yes, uh, but I'm kind of jealous. But the thing I don't like about him is the uh, the whole UN ambassador shit. Him giving speeches to the UN about global warming and the environment and going to the Paris Accords and shaking hands with the. Uh, Chuck Moon Kai I'm sure I pronounced his name wrong all the different guys from the UN mm-hmm. uh, all these guys who I believe are just going to these, these uh, international forums just to get have lots of hookers and hotels and booze and stuff like that um, so what I don't like is the fact that he does it on private jets and he, he's uh, you know he's polluting the environment is in his he own getting way. paid for these speeches and no, appearances no, no. so he's funding this all himself well he has a fun, he has a uh, account, he does he has a, a charity fund uh, I forget what it's called where he saves elephants and stops like global warming so is he paying is he raising money to pay for himself to travel the world no he's got I mean he's got a couple hundred million bucks in the bank yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't need money it. but uh, he does raise money for the foundation I'm sure the foundation you know not it's not quite the Clinton Foundation but I'm sure it does pay for like <laughs> his yacht when he's going into these events or his planes when he's going to these events. I'm sure it's written off against that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he got called out this week by a rainforest charity group. If you're a rainforest charity group, you're you're just you got so much fucking leverage going for you. Because I don't think people even know what goes on in the rainforest anymore. But just saying you're a rainforest charity is like, first of all, if you want to get laid, that's the first thing I'd say I work for. I don't think people, most people, know what a rainforest is. But no. it sounds great. Like, hey, do you want to go on vacation to the rainforest? You'd be yes. like, yeah, absolutely. You'd be there for five minutes. You'd fucking. You know, hepatitis. Like, get me the fuck out of here. You could do worse in L.A. or anywhere, really, major city, by saying you're, you work for a rainforest charity. It just immediately... That's gives the you, ultimate pussy yes, uh, magnet. Yes. It gets you a lot. So they job. came out against uh, DiCaprio this week because uh, apparently the Wolf of Wall Street movie was funded by this uh, uh, Malaysian stepson of the Prime Minister of Malaysia who's been embezzling billions of dollars from an economic development fund. That money went to the stepson who then put the money in the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, this group wants, to, uh, and this group also like deforced the rainforest somewhere in the world. They want uh, DiCaprio to denounce this guy who put the money to Wolf of Wall Street, or they want him to step down from his fake UN ambassador job. Everyone's got a UN ambassador job these days. <laughs> I think that does cost you some money. So it's just these UN guys want to party with you. Here's my question to you Is it possible at all in this day and age for like a super rich model fucking around the world? Yacht go yacht faring guy like DiCaprio or anyone else to actually be a legitimate social activist. I think so. Um, my my question would be, why does anyone care what he thinks? Because you know he's a successful guy. He has a lot of money, but I, I don't know. 
Well, but there's always, I mean, rich people have always led, in some ways, rich people have always been the guys who've led socially progressive movements because they have resources, right? Right. So when rich white people get involved in something, shit usually happens. That's usually the time shit happens. Yeah, but I feel like when it's just a random rich guy and not DiCaprio, they're kind of like, all right, thanks for the money, but like, just stand over here and like, yeah, we'll pretend to listen to what you're saying. I, I don't know how educated he is on the subject. I think he is. I think he really cares about it. Um, there's, a, there's clearly an ego element to becoming a UN ambassador and hosting a foundation in your name and hosting like galas and can and stuff like that to raise millions well, of dollars. Well, that's why I'm wondering. Like, I don't, I don't like Bill be- Gates. Like Bill Gates, you, you know, kind of gives money to malaria from his headquarters in Redmond, Washington. Yeah, but Bill Gates isn't trying to fuck models. Though. That's what like, I'm saying. There's a definitely. I'm just wondering how much of this is just sort of a, a, an avenue to find you know exotic models in different countries and pork. But them. like in the old days, like the Carnegies or the Vanderbilts, all these people who built all these great museums and libraries and did public works, also were just screwing the shit out of people left and right, both workers and and women and all sorts of things, and and, and the country. But nobody knew about that stuff. They just had one good publicist, and they knew the guy who ran the newspaper, the New York Times or whatever it was, and they were clear. Like, no one ever knew all the bad shit they did. Yeah. So you could be like a, you could call yourself a philanthropist and be beloved by people, and no one knew what you did in your private life. But now, because of, you know, the cable news and the internet and everything else and, and all the TMZs, your private life is no longer private. Everything you do in private is now known. So can you be like a respectable public figure and then still have your private life of like fucking models? I think so because you know I used to think it was I used to think more in black and white like anyone's either you know William Randolph Hearst or fucking Mother Teresa and then it's like you know Mother Teresa was like abusing children and like she thought that suffering was noble because she had a some she was psychotic and <laughs> thought that you know God was like telling her what to do was and, she fucking Victoria's Secret models no I would put it by she Teresa was for her own fucking ego or whatever it was she was hoarding children and making them suffer so that she could become a saint. I mean, she was building a lot of a lot of houses out of shit, which I didn't quite understand. Which is like, I'm coming to this lousy. I'm coming to this lousy. She was doing a lot of subsistence stuff, basically, right? Saying like, I'm going to help you live till tomorrow. Yeah, but like not much, not much else. Like, no, it's because she thought suffering was right. no, dude. All the saints were crazy people. If you look at hagiographies, they they were all the people right now that that we should, you know, should have locked up. Uh, they were the, all people who convinced you to like. They're all in Skid Row right now. That you didn't really deserve a good life. That you should just like, you know, yes. There, were not, there was a guy, the, a lot of them prayed eight hours a day. It's like, they, were, they, were not about, they were not about personal betterment or like achieve, achievements. They were not about you, achievement. They were more about like, you know, I'm going to keep you alive so you can pray all day. They weren't even about bettering society. They no. were, that, I mean, if you really cared about society, why would you be obsessed with this society that may or may not exist after you die? You know, I would argue if you're really into it, then... Um, Build a boys and girls club and open a skate park. Well, yeah, exactly. Tony Hawk. Um, but I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about whether or not someone can be. A, oh, I think a so. Pri- a private playboy. I uh, think everyone's out out for their better their best. Well, look interest. at Trump. Look at Trump as an example. Now, he's, we we both agree he's a narcissistic asshole. I think we it's fair to agree with. But you know everything he everything he do, has ever done in his life that's bad has now been exposed the last like five weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. And when you pack it all together, it's all... Exp- and by the way, most of it's been out there before. It's just been repackaged and resold again. But you really can't, like, run for office or be, like, a philanthropist or be whatever it is because at some point, people are going to find shit you've done in private and everybody sins. He's probably sinned more than most, perhaps, but everybody sins and does shit like that. And they're going to just use that stuff... They're going to use that against you. Even if you're a reasonably good person, there is no reasonably good anymore. There's only squeaky clean and, and 
and bad person, right? It's weird because I think if there was someone that was flawed running against Hillary, I, I don't know who it would be, but um, just someone was like, yeah, you know, he used to he used to have a real boozing problem, and he uh, he got a couple DUIs. I don't know. I feel like that would almost be a positive thing compared to someone you like Hillary. Back, you want to bring back W? <laughs> no, no, no. Because he had those. Well, actually, W on his own, just being a blank canvas. Well, yeah, he he blamed his, but he he was allowed to blame his Christian conversion on saving himself from drugs and alcohol. So that's why the the right really loved him. Well, he, well, that was a unique situation. That was a guy that that really you know thought God was on his side, and then he was surrounded by evil people who controlled him. Um, and Jesus told him to invade. But no, invade him, like him on a personal level, if you talk to him. Probably, probably a cool guy. Probably would probably get a higher approval ratings in a bar or restaurant than Hillary Clinton. Yes. Bush was a fun guy to have a drink with. Um, well, before he gave up drinking. I, yeah, I don't know. I think that... Um, I think with DiCaprio, anyway, to, to get back, I think you can, you can do both. I think you can fuck hot models... Go to these you believe that, but is that possible anymore in public life? Can't you? Don't you just have to hide as much shit as well, possible? Well, we're not at the point yet where you're a bad guy if you fuck a lot of chicks, right? Oh, really? Well, what about if you fly? In a, what if you take a private jet to go to the Paris whatever accords, right? I mean, what if he doesn't want to fly coach for obvious reasons or fly commercial for obvious reasons? So he takes a private jet like every single big wig does these days because yeah. everybody does. Because, by the way, it's not practical for him to fly on Delta to Paris, necessarily. <laughs> so, and he's got the money, so well, why just not? Just imagine how annoying it would be the person sitting next to you. It's DiCaprio. Like, there's no, if you're DiCaprio, you can't just sit in the first class and read a magazine without getting bothered. Yes. I mean, you gotta go with the private just for your own sanity. I, that's, I mean, if you have money, that's what you do. By the way, I want to tell you, I, I had a friend yesterday who was at the laundromat and Dice Clay was there doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> on the other end of the... Well, on the other end of the, weightlifting gloves. On the end of the spectrum, he was washing his weightlifting glove in his sleeveless t-shirts <laughs> and just talking about how he just likes to go likes to hang out there because it's relaxing <laughs> i've heard that before but yeah but i don't think so i don't think when you're washing your boxers at the laundry mat there's a different <laughs> different reason for that but you mean know, people that are broke wash at the laundry mat people that are rich fucking fly private jets and i think you and i understand that that doesn't make you a bad person necessarily because you have a carbon footprint and maybe you can actually save if you're saving the elephants from extinction but you fly on a private jet to go do that that's okay but it's impossible to do the math. But there's, you know, you can at least make the case that you that no that you that you have to make concessions. There's a nuanced view of this that you have to make concessions that you might have to pollute a little bit to save more pollution. But people are so hard line these days, you can't do that anymore, and then they just use shit against you. Well, they're just jealous, really. They want to be doing. If, I'm so jealous of DiCaprio, by the way. That's fucking exactly. Ninety nine of a hundred people criticizing him. Hey, seriously though, no one's going to say anything. You want to ride on the jet? Fuck yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah, hey, you want to? This Hungarian girl, she doesn't speak any English. She's fucking super hot in 22. You want to hang out? <laughs> of course, fucking Derek Rose would bring his buddies along. I mean, yeah, you're right. I realize, I've searched my soul and realized everything I don't like about DiCaprio is pure jealousy. Right. Also, by the way, he's fat. He's like overweight. <laughs> and he doesn't give a shit. Like, he still goes, he still hangs out in like these pictures of, with like eight girls on the beach and he's like got a belly and, he, and a ponytail and he just doesn't give a shit. Like, I, th- I think that he admires Nicholson. I think he, Nicholson is his idol and I think he's trying to turn into Nicholson. Yeah, with that kind of I don't give a shit kind of thing. Just being kind of fat yeah. and kind of kind of nondescript fat. I'm sure at a certain point someone's like, all right, like no more french fries for But if you can like hang on a beach with eight professional models and have a fucking belly and a ponytail... And just wear fucking. Well, what percentage of guys going to the gym are doing it for their like cardiovascular health? Zero, absolutely zero. 
They're doing it either because they want to get women or because they want to look at themselves in the, in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking pets. All right, uh, the cafe. Everyone's just jealous of you. Just uh, fuck the rainforest. Fuck the rainforest people. By the way, they did a thing, that very tired thing, the rainforest people, where they put out a cha- They invite the cafe to show up. He doesn't show up, so they put out a chair with his picture on it. <laughs> that, that, was a, that one's got to go away. That's sad. That's really sad. That's that just was, pathetic. That was old. That, that was worked like a few years ago when the first person did it. It's like any By other. Way, man. How's the rainforest still a thing? I feel like in the eighties they were like, "Yeah, we got like ten acres left," and it's <laughs> just been fucking going ever since. No, I remember. Yeah, those pictures of all the bulldozers bulldozing down the rainforest, and there's like a sloth on the side, crying on the side, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah, how could there be any rainforest left? And it did destroy the planet. Either Sting- someone was exaggerating before. Yeah. Yeah, you think Sting's 80s concert's about there's one mile left the rainforest, I'm going to save it? That was a slight exaggeration? Maybe. He was all about that. Then he got then he got into fucking tantric There's sex. always a last tribe, too. Yeah, the tribe that's been untouched it's by like human the, civilization. Yeah, but they're wearing, like, Super Bowl t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That shit gets everywhere. You guys are all full of shit, right? Uh, we got an email from Eric. Eric wants to know... Uh, Eric's written three or four times. Eric wants to know, uh, is the percentage of celebrity women who have been either sexually assaulted, realize they're neither gender, or been paid less than guys for the same job now officially 100%, Matt? Uh, is there any woman in Hollywood who has not in the last six months, say, or so, come out and decide that they were victim of some sort of horrible sexist, either, re- either physical, mental, emotional, or societal assault? Is that the new bona fides, basically, for I'm all sure women? There work? are a few. It just seems like you can't name any. No, but this isn't really my thing. I, um, I mean, is there any woman who hasn't either claimed that she's realized she's gay or gender fluid, that she got paid less for the same job as her male peers, or uh, like uh, Rose McGowan has brought up the fact that she was sexually assaulted by a Hollywood executive she won't name for the fifteenth time? Here's what I think. I think like the New York Post and TMZ has like a slot available, right? Yes. And they got the one thing for the person that realized that their the vagina could isn't relevant to their life or something, or someone that was assaulted 20 years ago that just decided to come out because of something else that was in that same slot the day before or something. So I think they just put out calls and like to <laughs> agents and like, does anyone want to really come forward with Fill something? And then you know, like we'll write the st- we'll write the story, just fill in your name, kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably true. You can write that shit in five minutes, especially when it's like, well, I don't want to name who it is. Why not? You have no career. <laughs> I know. And, and clearly, well, I'll tell you're you why. Not. I'll tell you why not. If it was me, I'd fucking name him. Yeah, but you know why they don't name him? They'll be fucking sued by that guy. That guy will fucking sue the shit out of him because it didn't happen. Because it didn't happen. Either it didn't happen, or they can't prove it happened. You can't just say someone has sexually assaulted me and. Like as a thing, and I because I told them because I say so. If someone sexually assaulted you, <clears throat> well, look at Doctor Luke, Doctor Luke and Kesha, right? That's a classic example. She claimed that he sexually assaulted. He claimed he sexually assault, so he's suing her. He's suing her ass now. Yeah, because she's lying. I know, but that's what I'm saying. But you have to. Pr- you can't claim. You can't, if there's no criminal case, there's no fucking ever been adjudicated. If you just come out and say like, oh, this uh, vice president, the president of Paramount raped me, he's going to sue your ass, right? And there's no would way he, you can. Would he sue you if he did it? Uh, yeah, he'd probably have to just to, just to tell everyone he didn't to save his honor. Well, and by the way, and by the way, you can't. I'm assuming it's a case where you can't prove anything happened because otherwise there would have been a, there would have been a criminal case. Well, in, in that case, then I might have to walk back my statement because if she's <laughs> if she's actually something happened, and she's oh, I think she I would can't. name the name if she could do it legally. I think that's either it either it probably I mean something probably happened right, but obviously there wasn't a criminal case. So it was, I don't think she's like I don't think she's like Derek Rose accused. She was looking for money. I think she's just bringing this up again because it's very to, it's very topical. But yeah, someone could if you can't you cannot say someone committed a crime against you unless they've actually been convicted of a crime. 
Right, but you can allege something. You can allege, yeah. You can say allege and name the name, but he can still sue you for defamation. So, cause it's, Because you're not alleging you heard it from somebody else. You're alleging firsthand that this guy assaulted you. So this is a problem with, with the legal system. we got to stop letting richer people control what people that have less money than them can say. Um, Do you feel bad for Rose McGowan? Well, I don't really believe her. I think she's just looking for attention. But she also seems fucked up enough that maybe something did happen and that's just driven her insane. Uh, that, the car crash, losing all her jobs because it was she just turned 35 and people stopped hiring her for everything? No. Well, there's that. But she's also a really annoying cunt. Um, well, she's, I think she's annoying. She particularly is annoying because she made a lot of money being the sexy chick. And then the minute the, minute the money got it cut off me in the sexy chick, she turned to be the feminist chick who's railing about sexist society, how men made this, patriarchy made this all up. Yeah. It's a little convenient to do that after you benefited from, you benefited from it for 15 years. Well, yeah, when she was hanging her fucking giant tits out and scream, I didn't hear too many complaints about, man, it's weird that I'm making these millions of dollars and I've never really taken an acting well, class. Well, like it was just like we talked about DiCaprio. Even if she did, I think people do mature and they change their points of view as they get older. If she did become like, you know, 20 is different than 35. Even at 35 or 40, she decided that she had been a victim and that, this, that Hollywood's very sexist and also like that. You're still not in a position to comment any longer. You've kind of given up your right to do that. The best story about Rose McGowan, which I read a long time ago, for some reason it stuck with me. She's in, a, your ass. <laughs> she's in a meeting. This is her rendition of the story. She's in a meeting with her agent um, and a producer to develop some story. Um, and so she's telling this, uh, she's lecturing these people about uh, feminism and why this story is important to her. So her agent, who's a woman, by the way, goes, uh, I think you need to stop talking for a while because uh, she could read the room, right? Yeah. And so McGowan interpreted that as my speech was too powerful and they were threatened by <laughs> right, it. Right. But really, it's just like you're a nightmare and we could tell by your attitude that we don't want to work. No one wants to work with someone who's a blowhard. It's like the worst thing ever. No, I think there is I think there is some sexist angle to that and that men are more likely to find women annoying when they do that. Like, I think men naturally will find if you have like a blowhard guy and a blowhard woman or diary in the mouth man or woman I think they're more probably visually offended by the woman yeah the woman's more annoying the woman's more annoying the voice is more annoying the voice is more annoying the topics she's covering are probably more unfamiliar to you so a guy who rambles on about sports you're like oh whatever shut the fuck up dude but you don't really care that much but a woman who's going on about like female shit you're just like as a guy just like shut the fuck this is driving me fucking insane right yeah, it's always about how this new TV show is like hilarious, <laughs> and it's just like yeah. the new the new uh, the new screen, whatever it is the new horror. What, what's that show like that, that only women watch? Uh, that Sean Ryan's making or whatever. I don't know. I, I do get that you can't win if you're a chick because you're just going to be seen as annoying. But I don't walk up to groups of women and be like fucking my fantasy team man Romo you know like it'd be the same exact thing it's just like you just gotta know when to shut your fucking mouth and a lot of chicks lack that because people have been pretending that they're interesting their whole lives yeah so I stopped the ro- I happened to stop having a Rose McGowan that got very poor for her <laughs> but let me ask you so the women I mean I, I have this feeling like women, victimization is like a new it's not a new thing but it's like for women I think with the Hillary campaign and all the shit that's come out it's really come to the forefront where now as a, as a woman in Hollywood you have to for bona fides Announced like Amy Schumer that you were suddenly remember you were raped when you were, had sex with your boyfriend in, in high school for the first time. It wasn't consensual. You're now a victim. Jennifer Lawrence, you only got 15 million. You're, you're the guy. The guy got 18 million. Whatever else it is, you have to now come out as a victim, and that's that's how you get status now. But my question is, I understand why women do that. They're either they're pressured to do it, or they just feel the need to join in to do it. 
But has any group ever gained acceptance by victimization, by pointing, highlighting their victimization? Or is it by just, like, being cool and achieving shit? I don't know. I think you can make the argument with the civil rights movement that it was sort of highlighting the, uh, eh, you know, the systematic oppression and uh, Somewhat, somewhat. But women are not a minority. You would like to remind me (laughs) very often. No. So they don't get the same. They don't get the same thing. Women are not a minority. I just feel like, like, with the gay movement, like, the gay movement, like, there was all the oppression thing and AIDS and stuff like that. It just kind of turned people off a lot. And they didn't make a lot of progress. And then what happened was, like, gay people started coming out of the closet, and, like, then all of a sudden people you knew who were friends or your family were gay. And everyone's like, eh, it's okay. You guys are fine. Like, it was like, it was sort of like, oh, he's gay? He's cool. Like, whatever. That's, like, sort of how it worked. As opposed to, like, whining, bitching, and moaning about how poorly you're being treated, even if that's true, even if that's mostly well, true. Well, I, I guess the, the main difference is that with all of the other civil rights stuff, there was a, a very attainable goal, which was, like, legal equality. Yes. But since we have that with women, and it even may favor them a little bit in terms of pregnancy leave and certain other things like that, I just I don't really understand the issue. So I, I guess well, what I don't about Hillary is going to fight for the rights of women if she becomes president? What yeah. is that? What is she going to be? I don't fighting? know. I don't know what she's fighting for. <laughs> it's it's very unclear at this point. There's some abortion issues, I think, especially in certain states that need to be cleared up, and I totally get that, but. Uh, I don't know if that's what she means. I don't think she can even control that at the federal level, by the way. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. Well, I just, I, I feel like here, I'm a feminist. Uh, you, are, you are like half feminist. I'm like an A-plus feminist. You're like a C-feminist. I'm a full-on feminist. <laughs> because I just really feel like whining, I feel like whining is the worst thing women can do to get <laughs> to get ahead. I mean, it works in certain circumstances, like A, with our various girlfriends <laughs> in very one-on-one situations that can work. <laughs> it's proven to be it's proven to be somewhat effective. Right. But in mass, with people you don't know as a, as a as sort of a group identity, like complaining doesn't seem for doesn't seem to be the way to get ahead. I guess it depends what you're complaining about. If you're complaining about being raped, then I, I guess you have a, a definite gripe there. But if you're just sort of generally complaining, sort of into the ether, like I don't know if Jennifer Lawrence is complaining ab- about all women or simply about herself and I, I don't know how aware they are of, of all of this I don't know it's like shit's fucked up what, what's, what's what, about so, Am- I don't know. what about Amber Tamlin what's the solution about? it's easier to get a job as a woman than it is as a guy it's much easier I'd rather hire a woman I don't know how I got you <laughs> just, I think I, it was she sympath- would not be showing up for free every day. <laughs> no that's well she would be women would be they'd be happy about it but then they bitch about it in their, in their Facebook groups <laughs> and talk about it and then file a lawsuit at some point so yeah that would be fucking horrible <laughs> Uh, and Matt and I as feminists say that you, women you should stop complaining. The rape thing, ex- rape exception, just like uh, abortions. We uh, like Republicans on abortions should be a rape and incest exception. <laughs> I love. By the way, I love the rape and incest exception. That's always been one of my favorite things because yeah, I just feel like they say it very rotely and they're not actually visually imagining what they're saying. Which right. is like some of this really fucking. They just mention this really horrible, <laughs> disgusting thing, but they're going to gloss over it like. Yeah, of course there's an exception for rape and incest. You're like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? Like, Yeah, I don't get the guy that's against that one. No, and by the way, how many women are, I guess there are some women that get pregnant by their brother every year, but it can't be, gotta can't have be a huge the, number. It can't be a huge number, gotta right? have the Freddy Krueger babies, man. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, the, the, uh, God wouldn't want the... Yeah, Freddy Krueger was the, I believe, the son of a nun who was raped by 10,000 men. I always thought that was bad writing. Because <laughs> yes. it was like, so you're saying a portion of the 10,000... First of all, I don't know what prison has 10,000 people in it, from from what I recall. This is a long time ago. Yeah. But I was kind of asking people at the time who were like 13, who were like, would you shut the fuck up right now, please? <laughs> I was like, wait, is he the is one rapist or 10,000? I believe it was, uh, the nun was raped by 10,000 men. 
So, and there's nothing worse than when you rape it when men rape a nun. That just that just becomes a, a horrible nightmare. Well, I still don't think that the the child would necessarily come out with uh, knife hands just because it was a product. No, of rape. that seems like a, really stigmatizing the, the, the children <laughs> of nuns nuns who were raped. That's really horrible. They say rape and incest. I mean, how many how many kids? How many women become pregnant by their brother every year? I'm assuming it happens in some parts of the country, like every now and then, but it can't be a lot. So you're saying like one in 10,000, we have this exception I'm going to mention every time that affects like one in like, oh, 500,000 abortions. Yeah, I would say that's about right. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right, uh, Eric, your question was not answered at all by us. I'm sorry. Right, right again next week. Hi, Matt. In our Matt Hay segment this week, uh, I will have, we're up for a Clio Award, I think, for Matt Hayde, or is it an Ebony uh, Ace Award? By the way, I want to, before my life is over... I want to win both an obelisk from a gay organization. <laughs> they should be giving obelisks away. And uh, a, uh, that's like the Ace or Rainbow Glad Award, whatever the hell it is. And I want to win an Inspiration Award from the NAACP or whatever they call that. What's an obelisk? I'm kind of spacing on what that it's word like means. A, the, the it's mo- like a Washington, like the Washington Monument, like a tower, like a four-sided tower. Like an Egy- oh, okay. ancient Egyptian tower. So like a pyramid, it's not a pyramid, but it's like a four-sided pyramid that rises. I'm sure like, someone's made this joke, but I was thinking if it could maybe be shoved into your ass. Well, yeah, that's why I made the gay joke about Glad. Oh, so okay. You're coming late to the party. Sorry. I'm doing. I'm going to do Lex hate on you. Uh, <laughs> Matt hate this week is a, a, a David, either David Parnes or Parnes, depending if he's Jewish or not. We haven't decided. Uh, is getting a million dollar listing. He's getting a nose job. Matt, I know you in particular hate men who get cosmetic surgery or do things to make themselves pretty it's obviously that you don't even attempt that uh, what what has what really do you hate about this guy and men who get nose jobs oh I hate uh, both sexes who get nose jobs but it's, I would say guys a little bit more um, can I articulate why probably it's completely unnecessary but it, it just belies something deeply deeply wrong with you and not like a woman doing it in a sort of insecure uh, way you know parents didn't pay attention to me I'm gonna start cutting my face but more in like you're you're some kind of failed megalomaniac which seems deeply pathetic <laughs> on many levels um, and and it didn't really look any different I, there's just a lot about it like I, I don't know I get if you're like looking in the mirror and you're like oh man I didn't know that if you're dis- if you're disfigured in some way or something like that, booking the appointment and and then following through on it and then I guess the real part I don't get would be all your friends being like, did you uh, take <laughs> off half your nose? Yeah. What, like, are we still friends? I don't know <laughs> if I had a friend that had a nose job, if I would keep hanging out with them that much. Uh, I would certainly quite, I don't care about the actual surgery, but I would certainly question why that was his decision. Like, I guess if you've done everything else in life, maybe, maybe that's your thing. But, and if they had, a dis, if they had some sort of disfigurement or some crappy ass, like weird ass nose, maybe. And it was like, Drawing attention away from other <laughs> shit they wanted to do, like yeah. every time they try to like do something in life, someone said like, "Okay, but what about that fucking nose?" Right. I guess if it rose to that level, I don't know what that the- nose would really look like, but yeah. Well, like kids who were born with with the birth defects or misalignments or cleft, pa- certainly kids with cleft palates yeah, or things yeah. like that. But you're right. This is just a man. Men are not supposed to be pretty. Men are not supposed to be making themselves look like uh, better catches. I don't think. Based on their looks, it's not going to work. I mean, your your nose is. Well, I think a lot of I think a lot of Hollywood actors and stuff like that do a lot of work, have a lot of work done. It probably does work to some extent in terms of they look better on screen. Mm-hmm. They look younger and more youthful when they have their skin pulled back or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, but yeah, for a general guy out and about who's a real estate lister, it's not going to do much for you. 
He's gay. I mean, is he gay? Is this guy gay, by the way? I'm 90% sure. Because he's a real estate agent. He's on reality TV. So yeah. 90, like 99%. And I think th- he has a boyfriend on the reality show. So I'm going to say that he's probably <laughs> Closer to 99%. Uh, it's, I don't know. It just it, To me, it would just signify that something's wrong with you. And yeah, as a real estate agent, I just don't think it's going to matter. I don't think any... I would say in real life, any chick, if you're straight or dude or whatever, is, is really going to be like... It's it's not going to move the needle. It's not going to affect anything in any way. I think what you're trying to say is a nose job is not a boob job. No boob jobs. I think you can agree with me. Boob jobs clearly are have a big benefit to women. I stay away. That, to me, that's a that's a marker. Well, other than the fact they can't have you as their boyfriend for the evening, <laughs> <laughs> would you agree? Especially the town we live in, Los Angeles, that having a big set of knockers gets you pretty far. It's a good cost benefit for you. You'll certainly get more attention wherever you're at. Uh, more attention, better jobs, more money. Uh, a better, potentially a better mate. It uh, depends on how you do them, you know. It's I'm like, not talking about the 46 double D like stripper perk tits. Them up a little bit, yeah. It's the same thing with the nose. I mean, you don't want to go full Michael Jackson. You don't uh, think like a ten, like five, ten grand in a boob job pays off for a woman many times over? Uh, outside of the fact they can't win your affect, they can't win your lovely affections. Yeah, I don't know. Because see, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. Put it. I think anyone that's, but you know, it's a slippery slope. I the mean, answer's I, yeah, I, the answer is yes. By the way, that's what you're reaching for. Well, the five or ten grand, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be recuperated if you're in most industries. I mean, I have a, I have a veneer, no, I, I have a fake every, tooth. You know, wow, uh, that's a big admission on you. I don't part. want to walk around with half a tooth. You're starting with that. It's going to get when we find your dog all your missions and uh, biceps. Yeah, that's a, yeah, you don't want to have a, like a missing tooth. I get that. That seems like basic stuff. You don't want to like draw undue attention to yourself. The guy's nose looked about the same. It looked like a regular nose to me. I don't know what the fuck it was. But he wasn't like it's not going to certainly not going to affect his real estate listing business. No, I, I would think even having more of the 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 bigger nose would even maybe be a. You were going to say Jewy nose. We we're going to say Jewy nose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so, what I was going for. As long as you're as long as you're revealing all your superficial <laughs> cosmetic surgeries you've had in your chipped tooth. Uh, how did you chip your tooth, by the way? Uh, when I was like seven, I was sitting on my friend Dave Torres's fence, and I kind of got distracted looking at a bird. Flipped over, slammed my face on the fence, and his dad was uh, a, a dude from East LA who lived in Alaska. He worked in the petroleum industry. You know, he had tattoos and shit, and he was like laughing. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's it's hilarious." And my mom was like, showed up and was like, "What the fuck?" Like he just, you know, has a tooth. He's just looking at fuck. I just crawled out of poverty. Now my kid, the rest of his life, is gonna have this fucking redneck, fucking half tooth. Um, but that, they did a great job on it. That's the worst story since uh, some guy I know fell off uh, hanging drapes and fell off and broke his arm. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> you guys got to work on your injury stories a lot better. I mean, Brian's, Brian's leading that pack of swords. How about like a guy, one of your friends shot you with a BB gun in the mouth? Like you were shooting Target? Like, you know, do you have BB gun fights with kids when you were younger? No. Really? I, I didn't want to get shot in the eye. Well, I know. Or the tooth. That's the story I've come up with. It's a lot Our more manly. Our parents would always tell us the eye was going to... Because you, you would lose your eye if you got shot with a BB, wouldn't you? Uh, you probably... Yeah, pellet. It probably damage you pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but you, you know you had to shoot the backside. That was one of the rules. Just so it would really... I, if I had like, access to some welding goggles, I would have... Wait, you're saying you just shot each other with BB guns? Yeah, in the backside. You're only allowed to shoot the backside. Uh, so, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Oh, so this was not like a like a hunting. No, uh, it's just like a this is like a we're fucking game. bored. We're bored. We're bored. We shoot <laughs> we're each bored. other in the ass with BBs. <laughs> yeah, not the ass. Should I go for the back? <laughs> you know? So you can't take out a vital organ with a BB gun from the back. That's not going to happen. I'm just saying, falling off a fence and cracking your teeth, you sound like fucking Humpty Dumpty or a retard. Yeah, that's true. Just, I'm just going with that's that. Good point. I don't even know how it happened. No, that's really bad. Uh, 
but anyhow, we, we, I think we both agree that cosmetic surgeries are not for men. Although it is the fastest rising demographic, men are getting cosmetic surgery at a faster rate than women now. So I have some Korean friends, chicks usually, but um, that's like the norm there. Like they get that shit when they're sixteen. Um, the whole country's like obsessed with getting plastic surgery, and guys are doing it too to their eyes and. Uh, I think everyone looks weird if you don't... It's where you get that weird Mickey Rourke puppet face at some point. Yeah. We just don't look real anymore. You have that clown thing going on. And I mean, just... don't we still have the thing where chicks are like, oh, Robert Redford uh, looks all haggard and shit. I totally want to suck his fucking wrinkly dick. Wait, were you doing a character there? <laughs> I don't know. I lost you there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, these guys... Well, it used to be you had to be born pretty. So if you were born handsome, you had a, you had a great advantage over other people that weren't. And now I, th- I can see why people think, like, if I get enough surgery, I can be that guy, even though I wasn't born that way. But again, I don't know as a guy, what, I, I totally understand why women do it, especially the breast job. Uh, I can see why being prettier it's, it helps you a lot as a woman. I don't see why being prettier or more superficially handsome as a man gets you much in life. I mean, obviously, if you're a movie actor, it does. But for the 99.9% of other people, what the fuck I do you... I also just don't think that it makes you look better. I think that it looks weird. I think you can always tell. Um, unless there's people that you, that I can't tell that had it done right. I don't know. Yeah, the men you find attractive. You can make that, you can make that list later on. <laughs> the most bullshit part of that story is that you have Korean friends. So I just want to point that out. There's just no way, no way in hell that's true. All right, let me ask you, Matt. Uh, moving on to uh, Tom Hardy. You, uh, Tom Hardy. Is that his name? Is that the designer? The designer label? Tom Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy is the, uh, the uh, actor from the Revenant who uh, said he isn't gay anymore. Right. <laughs> he stopped dating guys in his twenties, so he's no longer gay. Uh, Ed Hardy. I believe you have an entire Ed Hardy uh, wardrobe collection in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably. I don't think you even wear it. I think you just look at it and put it on night and pretend that you're cool. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Christian Odiger. We're not. We're not going to be good. We're, neither of us are very good with names. Uh, he's the guy behind Ed Hardy. And surprisingly, I mean, surprisingly enough, he was straight, which actually surprised me quite a bit. Yeah. Because um, his name is quite gay. He's got a gay name. He's got the tattoos that kind of signify that he's sort of a gay fashion designer that lo- wants to look tough. Mm-hmm. But he actually was a straight dude. In fact, he uh, had two, two families, his second wife. Uh, after he had kids, he died. Left, I don't know how much money was it. One hundred million, two hundred fifty million, two hundred fifty million dollars of Ed Hardy money. That's a lot of fucking. Ed that's Hardy. a lot. That's troubling that that many people were buying Ed Hardy. It's a lot of dudes with square caps like, walking <laughs> around, really stuff. I again, if you if you, if you have mad hate on like guys who like get plastic surgery, I have uh, Lex hate on people who buy into like designer label like Fubu or like. Ed Hardy or Hardy designer stuff like that. And you know like, what pisses me off the most is when it's a dad. When he's pushing a stroller, yes. he's got a little kid with him. It's like, uh, I don't know why it's so much worse. Probably just because you, you're a ter- terrible role model. Yes. I understand buying, myself, buying a $10 shirt at Target. And I understand, guys, you might want to buy a $100 shirt, a designer shirt somewhere, a nice shirt somewhere. I don't understand the guys in the middle. The guys in the middle always bother me. Why you want a $50 Ed Hardy t-shirt doesn't make sense to me at all. You're not getting a high-quality high product. And at the same time, you know, you're not saving money. So I don't know what you're doing. You're just a woman at that point, I believe. Uh, that's my uh, quick That's a good point. I always think the middle is the most depressing. When you, when you want the, uh, the Porsche, but you got to go with the, with the shitty Miata or the Kia or something, you know. The middle. Yeah, I mean, if, look, if you're like a basketball NBA star and you want to spend all this money on fucking silk shirts and suits and stuff like that and look like a GQ guy, fine. That's, you know, that's your thing and you're, you're getting off on it. Or if you want to be the guy who saves money, men should be naturally thrifty. But as the guys in the middle, I just don't understand why you just you just look like you're trying and failing. It just yeah. doesn't work. A lot of black guys, you know, in the hood with like the replica jerseys and yes. stuff. Yes. It's like, dude, you know, you could just get a white t-shirt. You'd look totally fine. <laughs> 
You should go down. Let's go down there after the show and tell people what you, <laughs> tell people what you think. You can wear your Ed Hardy hat. Uh, so Christian Ottinger left all this money. He died of uh, what, some cancer, leukemia, cancer. Uh, some karmic thing. Uh, he left behind a bunch of kids who were going to inherit his money, but he also left behind a hot, pretty hot young trophy wife who now is in possession of his, are they, is it sperm or embryos he had frozen? I think it was embryo, actually fertilized embryos. Uh, they're freezing now, and when he started, this is a very popular thing now. If you can afford, like I don't know, hundred thousand dollars to do it, which he probably could, uh, you have a young wife. You're like in your fifties or whatever. You're a rich, dude. All of a sudden, you find out you're dying from cancer. Or you're just getting older, whatever it is. So you decide to like free, either freeze your sperm or freeze your embryos with your new trophy wife, so that after you're gone or if anything happens to you, she can still make babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now what happens is the kids who are about to inherit the money are now facing the fact that this chick has like 10 fucking embryos in the cold, in the meat locker that she can pop out into her vagina at any time she wants and make more heirs to the, heirs to the family Picture fortune. It's like that machine in, in Back to the Future when they hydrated the pizza. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> I think it's just like a it's like a cooler. I think like just a, a blue cool beach cooler with ice packs in it. A yeti, <laughs> frozen yeah, with frozen on wheel. The one on wheels. Uh, I always love the dudes who have those on wheels. Uh, and now you basically look at there's three kids splitting the money, and now they're looking at the fact that this bitch who they fucking hate because he's like started banging their dad when you know he was 30 years older now has like t- up to 10 kids she can make with them to split that fucking 250 million dollars. Getting up. like depending on how many between 20, 30 million, and 10 million a kid. Either way. It's a lot. Know. Yeah, it's a lot of cash for the mom and for her future kids. Do they kids. set that up in a contract like they do with child actors? Like, hey, if she fucking pops you into the incubator, you know, you're entitled to half that money or something? Uh, I'm not familiar with the legal con- legal business. Uh, but I know this, these lawsuits are coming up more and more now. There's like these more and more rich guys are dying with their trophy wives controlling their sperm or a- embryos. And the ki- it's always the kids who are suing to stop them from impregnating themselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the court puts a whole freeze on the frozen embryos or whatever it is. But ultimately, I think they're going to decide that like these women can make themselves pregnant after the guy's dead. It's going to fuck well, a lot of shit. I don't <laughs> get how they could fight that. I mean, her and her... Well, they have to prove that the dad... They have to prove that She the- actually married him on his deathbed. Yes, which is awesome. But what ha- they have to prove... They have to prove that the, that the dad didn't want the kids to occur... Because otherwise, it's it's well, clearly assumed that he had the well. Because you have frozen embryos for different reasons. Like she's infertile, you're going to use a, a what do you call it? You're going to use a surrogate. Like you know, people do all the Hollywood actors use surrogates now, so you freeze the embryo so you can save. Them I for mean, a being a, a feminist and a vowed feminist, I would that's got to be the, the woman's choice, right? Well, it's a man, but it's it's the man's. It goes to a legal estate question. I don't. Th- I, by the way, I don't think the, the bio kids. The first kids give a shit if she has babies. They just don't want to lose the, the oh, money. Oh, she can have them. They're just not entitled necessarily <laughs> yes, to, to, the, to the money. To the, to the money. Yeah, they don't give a shit. She goes off and has five half-brothers or sisters. Right, they just right. don't want to give a fucking $30 million. And by the way, if you're a young woman and you know your kids are going to get $20 million if you birth them, that's a lot of fucking incentive to have fucking your Ed Hardy, Ed Hardy frozen sperm Well, she babies. appears to have no career or interest in life, so I would advise her to pop out a couple. Yeah, I'd buy, I might buy some. What if you What if you buy some off her and just make put them in your own lady? Do, you, do they get the money too? I don't know. This is this is uh, assuming they're fertilized embryos. She could have a surrogate give birth to them, right? She could have a surrogate. She could potentially. I mean, I don't know what works in this case. She could sell them at some point, don't you think, and have someone else have the baby, and they would still have the right to the money. I don't know. What are your Korean friends, maybe? <laughs> Dealing this? Here's the problem. So as the future rolls around, reproductive science changes, and men become completely unimportant to the reproductive process, I believe within 20 years they will have artificial sperm or whatever it's going to be, and men will no longer be needed. Uh, maybe there'll be like one guy in a factory somewhere that are fucking milking his jizz and making the shit out of. 
But oh, they're going to have artificial sperm. When will we be able to have embryos fertilized without men involved? I'm not talking even just men fucking them. I mean, even men giving sperm samples. And the science is going to change so dramatically that this whole idea of reproduction is going to change such that our, uh, the only straight uh, fashion designers we know are going to get, kids are going to get fucked over more and more. You sound like kind of a crazy person right now. I do. Sure I totally do. <laughs> I do. Well, right now, women don't need men in their lives to have babies as it is, right? They can just, I mean, they have to have the sperm at some point. But they go to a clinic and they buy it or they have a, you know, whatever it is. There's those dudes who make 30 or 40 babies lying about who they are. We're getting to the point in science when they won't need an actual There's man. There's stuff with, like, mitochondrial DNA now that you can kind of, like, blur the lines a little bit. You know, like, hey, maybe let's push it a little over to this side or whatever. Or there'll be just millions of tubes of frozen sperm lying around. Why don't they get just get the 10 best guys, the 10 most physically and mentally capable guys, get a bunch of cum, clone that. And then, you know, sort of synthesize it from there. Yeah, I think that was Hitler's plan. That sounds like a good... That's, that doesn't work out well for the Jews or the blacks. Uh, I think I've, I told you a story before I went to... Uh, in college, my buddies and I were going to go raise money by going to donate sperm. And it was like, I don't know what it was, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, donate sperm. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a great idea because, you know, you're, you're like, as you know, you're doing what you're going to do anyhow, but you're not know, getting paid for it. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, free porn. Back in the day when it wasn't that easy to get porn. Uh, and then we all arrived, and they were said like, "Yeah, absolutely, it's fifty bucks, thirty five bucks, but you got to be over six feet tall and blonde." Really? Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, "So I could have gotten the, the, the hundred bucks." You could have, man. With your, I made a chip tooth, might have crawled you. Out. I don't know. <laughs> Did you steal the porn? Do they keep tabs on it? Uh, yeah. You really, said free porn as if you were bringing a, a duffel bag. In. Yeah, because what I really want to do is go to a sperm clinic and steal the magazines that have been used there by hundred guys before. <laughs> that's really that's really how badly I want porn magazines. It's like. The fucking crumpled up, crusty, the crusty sperm that I know, like I'm ten guys just because I'm pretty sure they still do this. They still provide the porn, obviously. Um, was that like a guy that leveraged that somehow, and it just stuck? Because I'm pretty sure if you need to, you can you can pop one off with. Well, porn, yeah, but right? you think about it, if you're in the business of collecting sperm, you want it to go as fast as possible. Okay, you don't want like it, what my my question was if they have like gay porn in there and stuff like that because now it's like gay dads doing sperm or stuff like that. So they don't have to do a whole collection of shit, right? Right. Because now that you have, like, you know, gay dudes going to get donate sperm, now you have to have gay porn there. Then, then the guy who's in there now is, like, looking at this collection. It's all the shit he's not interested in. That could really turn him off quite a bit. True. It's going to be, like, fucking, like, you know, fat women sitting on guys' faces. Well, they <laughs> probably just get the package because my friend works for, fuck, what is it, Evil Angel, which, by the way, I went to their office one time a couple times and in the refrigerator where the employees put their lunch yeah a, a giant picture of an asshole on the fridge I thought you were going to say frozen sperm uh, oh but point being they just give you like he'd always give me these packages like just the promo stuff yeah so it'd be like uh, oh, like, like the, the, the swag pack the pack yeah. yeah so it'd be like big tits uh, blonde black uh, threesome lesbian uh, and then it would be uh, tranny no, it's like I see. I could beat off to all this stuff except for the the training part. I don't, is, think, I don't think before you go in there they ask you like, you know, what's your preference? There's no preference. So they just put everything out there in the library. That's what I think. They just probably have the they probably have tranny stuff, the full stuff in there. Yeah. So I think the only reason, by the way, they have it in there is because they, they really want you getting it out like in sixty seconds. Wouldn't it? They don't want you to have to conjure up your, the girl next door you have a crush on. Couldn't you argue if you were a lawyer or some shit that porn due to that is is like a medically necessary like a medical supply oh, I'm sure they I'm sure the I'm sure the business writes it off as an expense right yeah but I would guess like from the looks of what I saw it wasn't refreshed that it wasn't refreshed that regularly 
Well, it was a long time ago, right? Yeah, it was. But also, it's like it's like the barber shop where they have the porn magazine. It's from twelve years earlier, right. <laughs> like the penthouse, and you realize it's like from twelve years ago. You're like ten thousand guy to look at it. Not as exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, no porn. one that works there would really think to pep up the porn collection. <laughs> no, like no. that just wouldn't be on your radar. It's bad enough that the SI magazines are six months old. <laughs> just talking about who won the World Series the year before. <laughs> but the porn is sort of perennial. So like the naked chick spreading her legs is still from ten years ago. Still works pretty much. Yeah, it hasn't changed. Although there is like the beaver. The beaver hunt thing is the beaver hunt thing has changed quite a bit. I feel like now guys might complain if you if you went in now and I feel like there's a dude that might be like whoa whoa whoa, I can't get down with this this is uh, late nineties you know yeah but then you don't landing strip they'd be like okay you don't get your thirty five bucks you're like fucking (laughs) (laughs) who by the way who's donating besides myself who's donating sperm for money because that's got to be just it's all lower socioeconomic or at least broke ass people because really if you have money you don't need to go donate sperm for fifty bucks or say people donate blood. For money? Yeah, I just I wouldn't even want to interact with the people in the clinic. I would feel kind of weird. I assume they're lying about it. when they sell it. I assume they're lying. They know I know they are. Uh, all right, that's my thing on Christian Honecker. I think we're headed. I think twenty years now we doing a podcast, and this is going to be all this is all the shit's going to be going on is how like women are doing all this crazy shit with sperm. And I think if you're the kids, you need to talk to your dad about this before he starts fucking putting shit in the free, putting shit in the freezer. But I also think the courts need to decide like just very clear like either you can do this or you can't do this. So you can just fucking like, you know, one of the kids can go into dad when he marries a young wife and just fucking sterilize the shit out of him when he's looking. 30 million, 30 million. Hi, uh, Matt, we got an email from Robert. Uh, Robert wants to know, this one applies to you, really. Uh, is it more important for a comedian to be funny and original or to be kiss a- or to kiss ass up to the right kinds of people in New York media? This question was clearly about Amy Schumer because I know we have an ongoing discussion about Amy Schumer. She was in the news a lot this week. She did this thing at the, at, in Florida at one of her concerts where she asked all the sexual assault uh, survivors to stand up to join with her. She did an anti-Trump thing and people started booing her. Then she went did a thing at the Madison Square Garden where Madonna came out and offered to give blowjobs to all the people who would vote for Hillary. So she's clearly like on this politically correct side. She's on all the Vogue and Cosmo and she's partying with Taylor Swift and Madonna and all the right, and Lena Dunham and all the right people in social media, social circles. My question is, as a stand-up comedian now, or comedian entertainer, is it more important to be like correctly, properly, politically, and socially aligned, or is it more important to be talented? Who's getting, who's getting ahead these days? I don't know. I think it's both. I mean, I think initially you have to be talented, right? You have to have something there. I mean, Schumer's funny. But I think it was clearly some media people maybe a think tank or whoever was like all right we need a chick who's not um thin to uh to <laughs> as you describe her the perfectly perfect amount of chubby right <laughs> just like yeah. not fat but chub but chubby I and think relatable it was a relatable. case of of because like i've had stuff where you know it's just obvious like okay they don't want a white guy they got enough white guys i get that and there was this whole you know social narrative about body shaming and everyone's beautiful and actually and it's like all right we just need a chubby chick who's the funniest one and then that was amy schumer you know so like a quote more like a quota like a, a social promotion kind of thing yeah like sort of an unofficial quota kind of a loose quota type thing yeah uh well but do you think i mean can you get ahead without being i mean she's clearly she's 33 or whatever it is she clearly in the last three or four years jumped many rungs of the ladder I mean, very fast. Yeah. It happened very fast. In fact, she says she doesn't even remember how, fa- how, it, hap- how it all happened. Right. But I think it has to do with her networking, right? It has to do with the way she framed herself, 
I mean, I think being in the Hillary campaign and hanging out with uh, Elena Dunham and being all these New York... Aligning yourself with Hillary and Slut and Chubby, she hit a lot of... She checked a lot of the boxes. <laughs> she I did. Think. She went out to one of the right magazine parties, belonged to the right charities, all that kind of stuff. This is kind of a navigated... By the way, I know a lot of people in Hollywood... Even on the behind-the-scenes people, writers, producers, directors who've done the same thing, yeah, and it's worked out very well. For, it worked out very but did well. Did she them. really do that? Was she like, I gotta join this fucking book club or whatever? Or is that like management being like, these are the things you have to do because we have some credible people up at the top who have said this is, probably will work out pretty well. I think it's probably management, but I think it's the same. That's really the same thing. And by the way, if I was a manager, I'd tell her to do the same thing. I would tell her to fucking get behind Hillary 100% because it's making her fucking millions of dollars Yeah, and why you want to be on the other end of the spectrum and, and be that comic who was like there are a lot of pro-Trump comics out there <laughs> there aren't many but there's a few I mean I guess and they're probably taking a lot of shit but you can only be so many Dennis Millers and stuff like that Yeah, uh, and then you limit yourself then you've basically limited yourself that you're, there's a lot of places you're no longer working so right. you you know yeah you can get the gig on Fox News but there's not a lot of other places you can go my concern is, do you think this is in, my, in 2016 is more than before? Or do you think it's always been the same, that like aligning yourself politically and socially correctly has gotten you ahead in entertainment? Is it more now than ever before, or is it about the same, you think? I don't know. I, mean, it, I would think it would have to be more, because I think that it used to be more just based on someone rising through the ranks because they were liked the most in terms of what they did on stage. I, I don't think that it used to even matter... Well, now um, your YouTube clips, like her clip of that, you know, the Trump thing went on like millions of people within 24 hours. So it becomes a massive, it becomes a massive thing versus like, oh, sure, everyone heard about Jim Morrison fucking whipping his dick out on stage or something. Yeah. But you heard about it like eight years later. <laughs> it was like eight years later you heard about it. After he's dead. And then you didn't believe, after he's dead, then you didn't believe it anyhow because you weren't sure your buddy was like even telling you the truth. So, but nowadays it's like she becomes instantly hugely famous from like a clip or something like that. Okay. You know? And people are also watching, they're not watching a clip of like her new bit where it's no. like, oh, she really slays Trump in this really smart way. It's like, no, she said, I support Hillary and then threatened to kick out people who were booing. Yes. It's like, oh, that's fucking. And tied in and awesome. asked sexual assault victims in the audience to stand up to join with her because. She had sex so when she was 16, and, and the guy didn't ask permission. That Her boyfriend didn't ask permission, she remembers now. Yeah, it seems to be more based on the sort of talking points, sort of more based on the on the demographic of which she's targeting than the actual material. So I, I would say that it's got to be... Um, people know. like do her... When they, I noticed that when people like forward me her stuff, like her like, like-minded entertainer stuff, like especially in the last year or two, whatever, it's all been political stuff, right? The stuff they found hilarious... Have not been, and she. By the way, she's done some good content on her show and in her bit, in her stand up and stuff like that. But the stuff I always gets forward around those millions of views is always the political stuff. It's yeah. always the politically correct. It's always the anti-Trump or the sexist or the equal pay thing or the whatever well, else it is. Women in L.A. and New York, you know, L.A. being seventy percent of the industry in New York, the rest. You know, I would say women in L.A. and New York are ninety-five percent Hillary supporters, and you know, you see stuff on. I mean, they're just posting idiotic things on Facebook. I'm not a Trump supporter at all, and not in the least. But You want to be, though, because you're so sick of seeing all the other shit. Yeah. That's how I feel about it's it. It's just like if you, if, you don't, uh, if you vote for Trump, you're an idiot. It's like you're a fucking intern at William Morris. Like you don't know shit. You grew up in the Valley. Like suck my fucking cock. You know, yes. I'm sick of it. Yeah, so that's your answer to women who are opposing you, right? Is it suck your dick? 
Well, if you don't know shit, I mean, how many of them follow? You want to grab their politics? You want to do some pussy grabbing? How many of them voted in the last election? Well, that's the thing. No one you're telling me what to fucking vote for, and you're the fucking expert on no it. No one under thirty actually votes. It's all the old ladies who like Hillary. That's where she's getting all the money from. <laughs> no one, everyone, everyone under thirty should show because like eight percent of them vote. It'll probably be a little higher this time, just because, like I said, the ones around here love Hillary. Uh, but you're right. I, I do think that being, I think the smart entertainer aligns himself politically correct these days, and I think it's really sad that you should do that or have to do that to get ahead but I think it does make total sense I mean you never like comics used to be it seems to me comics used to be anti-social and they used to be politically outrageous they used to like it was like really cool to be a stand-up comic because that's how you were you know you know against the common culture and against the majority but now you're kind of trying to find your way into that acceptable group yeah. to get ahead and a lot of that's t- I think a lot of that's TV and then internet and stuff like that getting the bigger co- media contracts Whereas the four is all club dates and things like that. So, you know, to be, get a reputation as being an outsider was really cool. But now it's like NBC's deciding or HBO's deciding who gets the money, right? So it's corporate. Yeah, it's totally corporate. And, it, and it, you know, by that definition, too, it, it could be short-lived because there's sort of a lack of authenticity. And it's like, well, remember that one time? Like, I guarantee you what they want so bad is to find a black conservative dude who's funny. Yeah. Um, but they can't because it, it doesn't exist. But I'm <laughs> yeah, telling I you, I was racking my brain there for a second. They're fucking waiting for that shit to happen, and and you know, again, that's going to be way more stuff with lesbians and and. Uh, I like lesbians, man. Don't make me a lesbian. Just just. Uh, Tiffany was a lesbian. I could tolerate her a lot more. I don't like her sex. I don't like her sex stories. It bothers me. I feel bad for all the guys who slept with her already. <laughs> it's just really. I don't like. I don't like. I feel like when guys like tell sex jokes. They're not speak. I can always look in their eyes and tell they're not talking about someone specifically. Like they're just talking about sex, right? Guys are doing jokes about sex and getting laid, and I can tell they're just talking about general as guys. <laughs> when women tell sex jokes, I can see in their eyes they're talking about one specific guy. <laughs> that really bothers me. That's I always funny. feel bad for Tom or Steve or whatever his name is who she's doing all the material on. And I just know it's one guy. It's like it's a, it's a real vindictive release, right? Right. You know? and I can just always probably see his real name. <laughs> yes, exactly. I couldn't tell if. I mean, well, I think we've talked about this before, but a few things she does that bother me. I was listening to her do some interview, and she was making fun of some guy for having a small dick, which was like, okay, well, I'm sure that he was talking about how fat you are as well. So there's that. Only he's not allowed to say that out loud. No, he couldn't. He, re- he wouldn't really be able to say that on The Tonight Show. No, not um, if he has a small dick. And then there was the thing recently where she was like, uh, she was winning an award, ironically, for glamour, I think, and then she said, "I'm. Uh, I don't remember how much she said she weighs. I'm 185 pounds, and I can catch a dick whenever I want. And it's like, what a fucking accomplishment! What an <laughs> yes, awesome right. thing to be a TG. Yep. You know, you're a role model, I'm sure, to some fucking depraved soul out there. Like, you, first of all, you can be 500 pounds and catch a fucking dick. That's yeah, not, it's not. It's not the same level as DiCaprio having a beer belly and still getting Victoria's Secret models. No, that's it's not an accompl- really close. That's an accomplishment. It's kind of not cool." No, I agree with you. I think that doesn't make any sense. But she is a, as Madonna said, she's a comedic comedic genius. Okay. And outrageously, insanely funny. So don't forget that. This leads me into my, directly into my Patties on a Bunch segment, our final segment today. Uh, What has my Patties on a Bunch, you ask? Uh, I don't think you're allowed to ask it anymore. Donnie Jr. could ask that. I never even know where, like, how Donnie got the name Donnie Jr. First, you feel like, at some point, I think in the old days, you probably felt really cool that your dad named you after him. That was really cool, like, probably 100 years ago. It depends if you like your dad or not. Yeah, well, they all have to at least pretend <laughs> to love the dad. He's paying for everybody. But uh, but nowadays, I think now you just look like a tool when you have the, the junior name. Yeah. Like, I think it was cool. There was a time and place in America when it was cool to have that name, to have the junior thing. And now I think that's just no longer the case. Just no longer the case. 
Unless your dad's like fucking awesome. If you're like Wilt Chamberlain Jr. Even like, so, everyone wants to be their own person. They don't want to be after their dad, you know. So I don't know. I feel like Junior's a, a bygone era thing. It's no longer cool. But here's the thing. So uh, Zuckerberg, so uh, Peter Thiel, who you and I both love for different reasons, or maybe the same reason. I think yours is because you want a gay uh, benefactor. I don't gay, think I like a gay benefactor. <laughs> we like the Gawker thing he did. Oh right, right. right. Uh, we like the fact that there's a rogue, a rogue gay billionaire out there just doing like yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wants. right. I like comic book shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's just like uh, he's like a half super villain, half super social justice guy. But his own, his own form of social justice, meaning if he believes in it, it's, it's a social justice. Uh, that's Peter Thiel. He uh, was one of the founders of PayPal, one of the founders of Facebook, whatever. He's still on the Facebook board. He's also in Silicon Valley is extremely liberal. It's more liberal than Hollywood even, really. And so there's not a single big tech person who is uh, openly for Trump in this election season, except for Peter Thiel, uh, who came out during the Republican convention, gave a speech, talked about how he was gay, which was everyone already knew thanks to Gawker, who he, dis- who he destroyed. Uh, <laughs> But this past week, I mean, so he's been sort of actively supporting Trump. This past week, he wrote a million-dollar check to Trump's campaign for no apparent reason. I guess because he's a billionaire, he doesn't give a shit, but that money is obviously going straight down the tubes. Right. Um, <laughs> that outraged a lot of people because in, where, in, in California, in the Silicon Valley, is 99% pro-Hillary. So he's on the board of Facebook still since he helped fund Facebook. And there's a cry among Facebook employees and other investors and stuff like that in the, in the Silicon Valley to, to dump Teal off the board. Well, Zuckerberg had to write a letter to all his employees. It got leaked, so I assume he meant it to be leaked. Where he said, had to explain to like the Facebook employees and the Facebook community internally, this is internally now, that while Peter, Peter, uh, Peter Thiel on the board is supporting Trump for president, we should realize that there may be the case that some people might support Trump, even if they're not vile racists or sexists or xenophobes or anti-immigrant or whatever else it is. And he might be in that group, and we should respect that as Facebook people who love diversity and different opinions. We need to respect that and not be so quick to just kick him off our board. It was written at this, like, Zuckerberg wrote this letter. And by the way, he's a very, the more I know about him, the more shrewd I think he actually is. He's an Aspie dude. He looks like a, like a little kid. But I think he's actually business shrewd, yeah. uh, which is how he started Facebook to begin with. He realized that 40% of their audience is pro-Trump or conservative. He doesn't want to lose that fucking money. He also like started an investment company and said he was giving all his money to charity, and people just ran with that. Yeah, like I really think he does know how to pull oh, the yeah. strings a yeah. little bit. You don't get to be a billionaire by accident, right? So, uh, so he wrote this like very. It was a very like third grade level language, like you know, teacher talking to their kids about how accepting everything in the world, and you know, there are many continents in this world: Antarctica, America. We should accept these. So it was like, and I was thinking like, first, my first thought was like, God, he's writing at this like third grade level to all these people at Facebook who are all college graduates about the fact that there might be people who, who support Trump who are not vile racists. And then I realized you have to speak to people that way because they're really thinking at like a third grade level. They're really thinking in this very like childish way. Not that Trump's a good guy or you vote for him, but there could be differing opinions that there might be different <laughs> opinions by people who are not evil that had different opinions than you, but were not evil. Like, that's a brand new concept for these like twenty-seven-year-old, like you know, four-year college grads. That that's actually that we should tolerate people with different opinions. <laughs> it got me so pissed when I read this. I know Zuckerberg when he's writing this, going like, "No, telling his like his wife, like, no, you don't understand. These people are fucking. You got to write them like he had to write it because they were bitching about they were trying to get him fired, even though he fucking started the fucking company. Yeah, they're trying to get him fired, kicked off the board. Really, only. Not for the fact that he's, like, stealing information from the entire country and selling it to the NSA. Like, no one seemed to be bothered by that. No. Because that's the whole Facebook... That's what Teal's doing with his company now, but that, that's also the Facebook model, only they sell it to marketing agencies. Right. 
So they're not actually like trying to like get him kicked off the board because of something he did, but they're trying to get him kicked off the board because he's supporting Donald Trump in the election. That's really it. I mean, that was the whole reason. And then, therefore, if you support Trump, you've got to be a horrible racist and a sexist and a rapist or whatever the hell he is. And therefore, he doesn't belong on our board. And, and Zuckerberg here, he's explained to them, like, children, like, look, not everybody, well, a lot of people, obviously, but not everybody who supports Trump is a, is a vile, evil person. And we should learn to accept this, that other people might have different thoughts. Like, is this, like, a new thing? Is this, like, we're actually, like, this is not talking to dumb people, uneducated people. This is talking to educated people where they really cannot possibly bring into their accept, world of acceptance that people have different ideas than they do. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's clearly people that you know, have been taught that they don't have to tolerate other opinions and they I guarantee like really low level people were like, how do we get this guy kicked off the board because he doesn't agree with us? And then yeah. it's like well you can't. Because um, well, uh, upper level people, as much as they hate Trump they're very practical <laughs> business people like Zuckerberg, they don't want to lose fucking them probably fucking know him. Yeah, they don't want to lose hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue potentially or billions just because, you know, to be politically correct but I can see how the staff all like, oh my god, what if someone on our board is Supporting Trump, I can't live like this. I can't. This is you know. I can't. Like, as if it matters. Yeah. As if it, as if a is if it matters and b is if that's like the fact that someone's voting Republican is a is this thing that like they just can't this thing to get your not, panties in a bunch of your world. Which think, by the way, the the Republican Party and the Democratic Party once Hillary's elected have essentially just like what happened with Nixon, you know, just did a little switcheroo yes. and she's now got all the Republican business interests, corporate interests, Wall Street interests. Uh, war, uh, war, ho- war hawk fucking pocket military industrial complex so when you're all on this fucking democrat thing maybe just take just look back like in the last hundred years in history and realize this shit has fucking happened and it's by design and you're all a bunch of fucking tools right which is why the why the debate is never about policy differences between trump and clinton because there really aren't many policy differences it's marginal at best but what the really debate is is that trump is a rapist and hillary is a woman that's sort of the debate. Well, like, I would, she's, a progr- she's a progressive woman, and he's a vile, old, you know, guy who sexually assaults women. I would, to play sort of devil's advocate, although I think I actually believe this. There, there aren't more than if who's supporting Trump, not for xenophobic reasons, because what if there are no differences, and he just happens to be kind of the xenophobe. Well, I think it's a party thing. I mean, I think he's, he's certainly not getting many. He's not getting. He's getting zero Democrat votes, right? Right. So he's getting mostly just hardcore Republicans who hate Hillary, right? But that's but that's also why people who are voting for Hillary don't like her because they can't stand the idea of Trump, right? So I don't. I think it works both ways. What I what I see in this, the reason this is my pennies in a bunch segment is like with these people in the Silicon Valley, very upscale, educated people, tech people, don't understand is that they are as closed minded as rednecks in the South. Who are making ripping on Hillary, and if someone like went to their fucking NRA group and like wore a, like I'm with her T-shirt, probably more. They fucking kick, they They're would kick probably their ass. more judgmental because rednecks aren't annoying or preachy. They go around and do their shit. They get drunk and fucking play with matches and shit, and then they they kind of vote or they don't. But they do play with matches. Don't they love fire? Rednecks <laughs> believe shit that's fucking insane and ignorant. Yes. but they're way less annoying than the progressives. There's no difference between like the duck hunters who think like the Bible tells them that, that Hillary shouldn't be president than it is for Silicon Valley people at Facebook to think like that no one could possibly in their right mind not vote for Hillary because she's the only option. She's the only option. If you're ignorant, poor, and toothless, you kind of get a pass for for being kind of dogmatic on your stupid fucking beliefs. Yes, I would never, I would never criticize someone from the state of Alabama <laughs> for anything they said. I would just be like. 
you know, now if they left Alabama and lived somewhere else for a while, I would at some point. <laughs> but if they, if they, I have a, I'm going to say this, I have a very good friend whose family is originally from Mississippi. And he's gone back to, he was not born in Mississippi, he's gone back to visit like the old relatives. Yeah. And he's like, I can't fucking believe. <laughs> like, this is like, you know, <laughs> he's like, I just can't. It's like going to a different world. It's just like, and, he, and he's not, by the way, he's not that progressive or anything like that, but he's just like, this is just like, you have to accept that for what it is. It's a different time and place, a different world. Yeah, so I'm not going to rip on someone who grows up in Alabama at 15 for having like, thinking like the Ten Commandments needs to be taught in public school. I get that. Right. <laughs> that's just, that's what every single person in their entire life has told them is the proper thing. Right. I understand that. But these are educated, these are people who all went to college, they're educated, they work on Facebook and all this stuff and they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're tech people. They're supposed to be very open-minded. Now, you're supposed to say, I disagree with someone, not I'm going to ring them up or, or fucking burn them at the stake or like we can't even talk about this at our meetings. And they're so smart, by the way. They're so enlightened and so much smarter than you. That they agree with all of Hillary Clinton's frightening policies. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Yeah, the, you cannot, one thing you cannot engage a Hillary supporter on is the fact that uh, she is uh, bombing, the, she's going to bomb the shit out of people, right? She's going to continue to, I mean, whether or not you agree with the, mili- the military strategy of that, she is going to drop a lot of bombs and kill a lot of innocent people, and that's going to happen. You cannot engage a single Hillary supporter on that issue because they just won't, they just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, or how she kind of cheated in the election with Obama and still lost, or how she cheated against Bernie Sanders. Well, I give, I give a little bit of pass on that because I think that's that's a case that's that is a case that needs to be argued. I think she did, but I think like there's a lot of exaggeration about some of that stuff too. Well, the head of the party of the DNC uh, was shilling for her and then got caught and then simply joined her campaign. Yeah, I, mean, I would say yeah, there's, there's a lot of political. It's like it, it's worth bringing up. In the, the debate. political corruption, arguing with someone with political corruption or election corruption is always a pointless battle because everyone just brings up their own stats, their own <laughs> stories about like, oh, they were trying to stop Democrats from voting here, Republicans voting there. Yeah. But actually like dropping bombs, like having sorties of airplanes drop bombs on like civilian populations or droning people and things like that, that's hard to deny. Right. Uh, you, can do, you can argue the military strategy, but just the fact that like thousands of innocent people are going to die. It should be acknowledged. It should be acknowledged. Or the fact that like you're still going to lock up black people at eight times the rate of white people. Or that you promised Wall Street to keep marijuana illegal so you could continue with the prison industrial shit. Yeah, you can't. Which engage. is just going to get so much worse nobody under will, her. Yeah, nobody will. And, and it, wouldn't, it wouldn't get better under Trump, that's for her. But no one's willing to engage on that stuff. And now it's a pure battle of like, you know, it's just, it's name call. It's just like you've driven people to name calling. So if you support Trump, you're a racist. If you support Hillary, you're progressive. You're progressive and smart. I think the debates exist so that Americans can pretend that they're intellectual and yes. that they can follow them yes. when they're really tuning out and look. They're watching it like professional wrestling, like oh, good one. But they have no idea the content of what's being discussed. No, and I always tune. Out, I always tune out the minute the moderator starts giggling. <laughs> I don't know why they pick moderators. Like I saw Chris Wallace and, I, and they, they said something, and he has to like do this like uncomfortable giggle like when they get when they start like attacking each other he does this like uncomfortable giggle yeah. like oh that's not why we're here I'm like what do you mean that's exactly why people are watching <laughs> what are you talking about Did that's like s- a Vince Mc- that's like a Vince McMahon like making the startled face when something happens <laughs> in his wrestling <laughs> matches uh, like, it was all pre-produced and programmed he knows exactly what's happening did that's you for your the, benefit the end when they did the weird like fucking Zabruder camera and they were zooming in on him uh seeing if they were going to shake hands no, and they were really? awkwardly walking around with their hands by their sides and like glad handing 
and it was just like um, it's a personality. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching or why I'm watching this. It's a it's a personal it's a media personality contest. Which, by the way, is the only reason Trump got in the nomination in the first place was because he appealed to that population for his media personality. Well, he so, had by far the best personality. It's just when he started kind of getting his... Uh, well, he had the best personality for the Republican nomination, not sure for the general election. I think he did. I think it was really? kind of funny. Well, you did, personally. Hillary has no personality whatsoever, so I think it's just proving what, what it actually takes to win. But that was my pay in a bunch. Zuckerberg accepting Teal. By the way, Zuckerberg knew that it would cost a fortune to get Teal off the board, which is something he could have just written in the first place. <laughs> like, sure, we could buy him out for $500 million. Is that worth it to you to feel better about the fact that he's we don't have a Trump supporter on our board any longer? So he has a right to, like, you have to write to your, especially, I'm going to throw millennials in here, to write to your millennial employees and treat them like your second graders or third graders because they're so fucking sensitive they cannot handle like just reality just like the fact that someone at their company has a different opinion than they do that they believe to be in fear they can't they can't actually physically like, they tremble they start shaking and trembling yeah. like they literally their body and soul cannot handle that fact not that they have to accept that fact or they have to vote for Trump or they have to go to a Trump rally but just the fact that someone in their office has that opinion makes them viscerally uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like, It's really, it really is horrible. That's my pay is much. Matt, do you have something you wish to pimp and promote on the show this week? Uh, I got an album coming out, but it's, I'm not going to start promoting it yet. Um, but, but are, you know, just te- are you teasing it by mention? Teasing, teasing the album. Is, are you like Kanye? You're a bit like Kanye right now. <laughs> is it going to be a pop-up store where people can get your stuff for 48 hours? <laughs> uh, find me on Facebook, Matt Ralston, Matthew Ralston, and Twitter, Matthew Ralston. I would like to promote... Okay. Rocco's Tavern on Studio City on Ventura Boulevard. We're getting beers right now. We're getting more beers right now. Fantastic. <laughs> Best place in Studio City to watch the ball no, game. I'm, I'm done. Thank host you. Host a podcast. <laughs> watch Matt drink like a cheerleader. All those things are good. I would also like to promote Man Rules, the book, out this week on Amazon. Matt was a big help in that regard. Brian didn't do shit. He uh, wasn't helpful and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, Man Rules on sale on Amazon and any bookstores that Amazon has not closed down yet with their predatory practices. That's the place to go. I think, by the way, there's like three bookstores left in the entire country. Amazon, probably, by the way, Amazon probably owns the indie. Like, they're going to still own like seven indie bookstores with like names like Gem, whatever. Dude, Barnes and Nobles, I mean, the square footage in those things, they're not making money. No, they? no. They're going, they're going away, too. I believe Amazon will like fund like seven really quaint like romantic comedy bookstores. And just to pretend there's still indie bookstores somewhere, but they'll own them all. Uh, Man Rules on sale at uh, Amazon. You get more of this great shit. Brian, San Andrew Brian, that's two weeks good, till the cast uh, goes off. That's a good Christmas gift, like for um, do you think so? millennial males. Do you think so? It is a great Christmas gift. I'm a millennial, but... Yeah, I think someone should buy it for you. <laughs> Definitely for Brian. Uh, the rule number one, don't hang drapes. That's just got to be... Just for being so effeminate, God broke your arm for you, Brian. That's just the way it goes. For sound engineer, Brian's Lex. Talk to you next week. Yeah.